Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So we think a lot of people get surprised when they find out exactly how much stuff gets done over here at TCC. And we think you might be surprised by some of the hacks and the tricks that we implement in our everyday to stay on top of our goals, to make sure that our list gets done, and to not get distracted by all of the easy things that are out for us when we work from home. So if you need some tips on how to lazy-proof your day, especially from working from home, this is going to be your episode. Yeah, today I'm really excited to jump into the exact structure we have, especially for our mornings that make us get all of this stuff done and how we are able to set up realistic expectations, not only for ourselves, but for each other. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to have a plan, first of all, and know exactly what your month and your year and your weeks need to look like. And we personally use Trello to plan out everything because it's a lot easier to see the bigger picture and then be able to break those things down into weekly and daily task and to-dos. So that way you're not floundering over here working on blogging materials when you have an important client or order that needs to go out that same day. You're able to look at that bigger picture. And for us, Trello is the place to make that happen. Yeah, we go in to super detail about what needs to happen. And we write down every single nitty gritty thing we can think of for every single launch, every single step of our content creation, et cetera, et cetera. It all lives inside Trello. And what that allows us to do is stop having freak out moments Mm -hmm. because we used to like wake up 
I literally remember waking up at two in the morning being like, did we schedule that email? Like, I'm not sure it's going to go out. I'm not sure if the reminder emails were sent. I'm not sure if blah, blah happened. And it was, it caused a lot of unnecessary anxiety around just getting things done in our business. And I'm so glad we have processes for literally everything Mm -hmm. now. And you'd think after doing some of these things, we've done hundreds of times, like the blog, for instance, the blog, there's hundreds and hundreds of blog posts at this point, you would think you would just remember every single step. But by having a process, you don't forget, you just you can't forget. And so it's helped ease a lot of tension that it's really self brought on for the most part. 100%. Because I think we just naturally do that, especially if you're a perfectionist like we are, like you want it to be perfect out the door. And if you don't have something to kind of check and balance yourself, I think you start second guessing more than you should. Mm -hmm. And so realistic to do's for you might look a little bit different. We like to find our happy place at about six to four big to do's because there's two of us. So that's about two to three each, depending on what that is. Some days, if we're gearing up for a launch or if we're trying to get ahead, there might be some little tinier tasks shoved in there, but those are like less than five minute things that we will deliberately tell each other, okay, let's spend less than 10 minutes on this thing. Let's spend less than five minutes making this happen because we can just knock them out of the ballpark. Because when you overwhelm your day, that's when that lazy kicks in. It's when you look at that list and you automatically kind of start to shut down before you even get a chance to tackle anything because you know it's not going to happen. And so when that little like devil on your shoulder is like, well, if you know it's not going to happen, then you might as well catch up on an episode of Criminal Minds, or you might as well run to Target to go grocery shopping because you need to do that too. Or you might as well, you know, clean your entire house in the middle of the day. Those things kind of creep in when you already know that list is not going to happen. So if you begin to make it more realistic, you kind of want to power through it. And not only can you power through it, but I think the thing that's really helped us for that is by having realistic expectations. When we're done, now we have time to do those other things that would have been distractions. So if we need to go grocery shopping and we're done with our tasks at 4.30, that's the time to go do that, not at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and then you get distracted by the dollar spot. Hey. Because <laughs> <laughs> we both know that happens. But seriously, think about how you can really narrow it down to two to three maximum. And if you need to throw in the, hey, I need to call the doctor or, hey, I need to like do this one really small thing because you're going to forget if you don't write it down, that's fine. But just be mindful of what you're setting yourself up to do and break that into chunks that you know are super manageable. One of my favorite strategies that I learned, I don't even know at this point, it was probably a year or two ago, I heard a coach in a training session talk about her to-do list done strategy. And it's so simple, but by only having two things, she tackles them in a very mindful way so that they're always done. And so the strategy is really simple. You start your day before you do anything else and you get your number one priority checked off your list. 
I don't know if you're like us, but that morning routine is so important. And the first thing we do is the thing that generally gets done the best. And so if you can tackle your number one priority first thing in the morning, then you're 50% done with the things that are important. And you maybe haven't even poured yourself a cup of coffee yet. If you're Emily, you need the cup that of coffee. That ain't happening. You need the cup of coffee to make that number one <laughs> thing done. But for me, I'd rather, you know, come do my number one thing and then go take a shower or and then go eat breakfast. And sometimes that's even before we jump on a call and have a meeting just because it's important to me to get that done. And then the number two one, if you have not completed your second most important task, do it immediately following lunch. So take a brief break, have some food before the like, you know, lazy after lunch nap kind of mentality slips in. Take that recharge moment and get your second thing checked off the list. And then all of a sudden you have literally the two most important things you needed done for the whole day done. And it's like barely after lunch. And then you can slip in those little teeny small tasks and then you're done early. But I would like to give you some grace. And if this doesn't work for you, that's okay. You're not broken. This does not work for me at all. My, I have to have a pre thing before anything else gets done. And that's my personal time. I hang out with my puppies. I pour myself a cup of coffee. I pick up around the house. And I, sometimes I just sit. Sometimes I'm on Amazon or Pinterest just for myself and not personal or not business use. But if I don't do that before I jump into business, I feel like from every second waking moment, because literally that's what it is, I'm into my business. Because when I sit in my office chair and I'm in my office and I open that door, I'm not leaving. And so if that's you, if that's okay. Know what needs to get done pre that first important task for your health and your motivation to tackle the rest of the day. Yeah, I think it's totally fine. I mean, obviously, these are all just strategies to try and what works for one doesn't work for everyone. But I think Emily and I both have similar habits when it comes to getting things done strategically, but there's obviously still preferences. Absolutely. She grabs a cup of coffee, I grab a can of Coke and (laughs) you can judge all you want. (laughs) (laughs) So other kind of smaller things that you're probably like, oh yeah, duh. But we really encourage you to kind of be super strategic about it this week and maybe start implementing it today or in the morning and and check these things off very intentionally for about seven days and see if it changes your work environment and your productivity levels. So stuff like clean your damn office. We like to do this after the previous workday. So when we're done at five or 6 p.m., whenever we wrap up, We pick up the trash off of our desk. I have, I'm looking at my desk right now, like seven different snacks on my desk and two water bottles. (laughs) Yeah, I have a candy wrapper. Uh I have a bowl from my lunch that I ate some soup. I have a cup and I have a drink. In addition to the cup, I have an empty cup. <laughs> it's trashy. Yeah. But that the fresh in the morning clean desk. Yeah. Oh, it's I so love nice. it. It's I'm so like, nice. I wish it was idi- like early morning right now, but mm-hmm. it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this yeah. is the end of the day trashy desk session. And we all know if you just spend five or so minutes on it every day, then it doesn't become a big problem when you need it to be clean and everything else has to stop so you can clean your workspace. Well, and I think the cool thing, especially about that particular piece, I used to have way more paper 
until we started using Trello. I literally have less trash. I have less notes that don't make any sense. Generally, if it's something on my desk, it's because I need to do something with it, Mm -hmm. not because I'm trying to remember something by it. It's like, oh, I need to put the Walmart receipt in savings catcher. I need to like file some receipts for business. It's not just a pile of notes that don't make sense that I need to reference later. So I can put everything away. (laughs) But I think all this goes into your computer too. So I'm a big fan of having very good file organization. And I know this sounds goofy, but simply not having things on your desktop and simply having a place for everything is awesome. Now, I wish I was a little more diligent about cleaning out my downloads folder. That gets a little out of control. And then like every six months, I either I usually end up throwing away 99% of it. But there's usually a couple things that need to be stored away. But if you're taking screenshots, and they are relevant to something, they need to be put somewhere. They just don't have a giant thing of screenshots. That's just not helpful. Mm -mm. No. So maybe dedicate a folder where you purge everything during the day and once a week, once a month, sort through that folder, just like you do any other important files and put it in the place that it belongs. Because if you're saving it, you're saving it for a reason. And it's probably important on some level. So give it that space and put it there so you know where to go when you need it. Yeah. If I have things that are left over on my desktop that don't make sense, or I just don't want to deal with it right now, I put it in the downloads folder. But then I have a clean desktop. See, there's just something nice about having zero things on it. And so when I start my day, I have one tab open for email. I have one tab open for Trello. And that's it. Mm -hmm. There's nothing else going on on my computer. Mm -hmm. Super nice. One of my favorite tactics too, and I think this is really, really beneficial, especially at the beginning for a lot of people just starting out working from home and their friends and family are getting used to them working from home. I went through this. It took me a good like year or two to get this kind of under control. As soon as people hear you work from home, they like call you in the middle of the day and they just want to chat or they say, Hey, I'm heading to lunch. Do you want to come? And they give you like five minutes notice. And at the beginning, it's really easy to say yes to those things because oh, I used to say yes all, all the, time. the time, right? You don't have that much on your schedule. You don't really have a routine yet. You don't have a whole lot to do. And you're just getting this taste of that freedom where you're like, heck, I have the ability to say yes. I should say yes. And that's okay. Do that at the beginning, get it out of your system a little bit, but trust me when I tell you, it's going to start getting annoying and you're going to start to pick up the phone and realize you've been on the phone with your best friend for 45 minutes and it's in the middle of the day and you still have stuff to get done. So I really, really encourage you to set office hours, not only with your clients and your customers. So do that via your website or your email signature, but do it with friends and family. So if you need to send out an email to your friends and family or put a Facebook post up or something that says, hey guys, I work from home now. This means I get to have this amazing privilege of grabbing lunch with you sometimes or grabbing coffee or chit-chatting. But here are my office hours. Here's when you absolutely cannot text me or call me and expect me to say something. But if you give me a couple days notice, we can probably work something out. Do it 
and you will be very, very happy you did. Schedule those times with those people as if they were work meetings. Yes. Because I th- I had way more time to do that six months ago. And that's just the season we're in in our business. We're in content creation, course creation, full on mode. But you know, back in August or September of last year, we had way less to do simply because we were only launching things we already had created. Mm -hmm. And so I was going to lunch once or twice a week with friends that I just simply don't have time to right at this very second. But that doesn't mean it's not going to come back. It doesn't mean it's never. We have seasons of hustle so we can have seasons of pause. Absolutely. And so now if I want to do that, we purposely build in time on Friday. Yep. So we try with all our might and sometimes it slips up, but for the most part, we try to make Fridays half days so that we can do stuff around the house before our spouses come home. We can do things that are just simply for ourselves and for fun and And we don't have anyone expecting anything of us. And that's been really great because now if I want to go grab lunch with my sister, I can. You know to schedule it on a Friday. Yes, for sure. (laughs) So I think setting times for things, not just that, is important. So we set times for a lot of different Mm -hmm. things. Probably the most important thing we did was set up time to check email. Mm -hmm. So we used to check it every time we got an email. (laughs) Yes, it was a problem. It would ding and we would stop what we were doing and we would read the email. We would typically figure out how to respond because we were new at this. And so we didn't know, oh my gosh, we need to respond to this client right now. Oh my gosh, this this student just said something and we need to like go respond seven paragraphs to her or whatever was happening. Even a comment on Instagram, we would stop what we were doing and pick that up. And y'all know we don't need to be the ones to tell you how many minutes you lose every single time you stop what you're doing to go focus on something else for a few minutes and then get back to the task at hand. You're losing time in your day and you probably don't have time to lose. So it starts with email where we decided first thing in the morning, we're going to try to check our calendar And then we're going to arrange our week and our day. And then we're going to check email. And we try to only spend about 30 minutes in there. On a Monday, it might be a little bit longer just depending on what popped up. But it's about a half hour or less. Then we do not check that email until the afternoon. Sometimes there are times we go back and check it if we're like adamantly looking for a response from someone that we need during that day. But unless that's happening, I really, really encourage you to just close the window turn off the notification and give yourself dedicated time. Oh, speaking of notifications, can we just talk about all the notifications? Like not just email on your computer desktop. Cause you know, the little one that pops up in the corner, a turn that one off. Mm-hmm. That one needs to go before any of the other ones go. But I think turning off notifications on your phone Oh my God. I literally used to get anxiety over email notifications because they would come up. And I feel like more in the beginning than now, it was it was because we were in a season of clients. And so I felt like clients were controlling us in a way. And so I would get anxious about what they would say or how they would respond to things. And so if you're in a service-based business and you get anxiety when you have like that one client that kind of rubs you the wrong way, regardless of of what they're saying, good, bad, or indifferent. If you are just awaiting their email and then it pops up at dinner, 
Yep. You're going to get anxious. Oh, yeah. you're going to get that awful feeling. And I don't want you to have that. And so turn off notifications so that you can check them when you have dedicated time to actually answer them. Yep. Then previewing the text, getting more anxious about it, then feeling like you have to read it before you even have time to respond. Mm -hmm. And I honestly encourage y'all to turn off notifications on your social media, on your phone and your desktop. I know at first this is like, what the French toast. I need to know what's happening on social media. And I get it. There are definitely seasons of being in business, especially at the beginning where you feel like you have to hear every time someone follows you, every time someone comments, every time someone tags you in something. And I a hundred percent get that. I think we had notifications on our phone for far too long, a lot longer than anyone else does with the amount of stuff that we are getting. But there are a couple things that are happening. One, you're draining your phone. Like you're killing your phone faster because you're using so much battery because it's lighting up and dinging every single time you get a notification. But you're also bringing in the anxiety of paying attention to the follower number instead of the value of what you're adding to social media. And that's a very unhealthy habit to get in. I will openly admit that Every time we would get those notifications and we would see them flood our screen, it would kind of fill me with this pride. And that's cool at the beginning, but after a while, it doesn't freaking matter. And I would open Instagram and I'd want to see how many follows we were at. And I wanted to know where we were for the day. And that just gets to be unhealthy. And your brain just starts thinking about that nonstop. And so if that's where you are, I really encourage you to turn it off. You can even start with just turning off the likes and the follows. You can leave on just the commenting on Instagram. If you feel like you need to know when someone's commenting on something that you posted, if you need to step in and reply, that's totally fine because you'll get few and far between of those compared to your likes and follows, but just do it. It will feel really refreshing. Yeah. I think at the beginning, I really felt like when we posted something, seeing the likes was that sense of, okay, it was okay. It yeah. was good. People really do like what I have to say. And I think in the beginning, it's what I needed to kind of fill me up. And yeah. I definitely got an adrenaline high when it was like, Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, thank God. That yeah. It's over. Yeah. I think you <laughs> I just have so to go through other. those phases and that's yeah. totally fine. I don't regret doing it, but I'm just encouraging people if, you, if you're feeling overwhelmed with it and anxious, or if you feel like you're going to that, like just quantity idea of followers, especially then test it, give yourself seven days and turn it off and see how you feel. Well, and I will say if it starts to get to the point where your spouse or your partner or your significant other, or maybe even your kids are noticing the amount you're attached to your phone because it is going off every two seconds, I think that's when you need to say to yourself, you know what, like I'm going to leave it in the other room tonight Absolutely. and I'm not going to look at it at all, whether you have notifications on or not, mm -hmm. like just letting it go because I think the thing that's really strange when you start to get into this work mode and this online business world is social media where it used to be like a personal gratification, like you got on there for personal use, it becomes so business oriented that it's not your free time. Mm -hmm. Like it's not like if I'm on Instagram, that used to be my favorite thing to do. And I still probably scroll and like things and comment things way more than Emily does. Oh, hundred percent. But, but that's because I still love it, but especially Facebook. Psh, 
No, like it's not, it's business only. Mm -hmm. If I'm on Facebook, it's because I'm responding to people in our group. I don't remember the last time I saw Mm -hmm. a friend's Facebook post. Well, and here's what's cool when you dedicate times to actually be on social media, you're there a lot better and you're able to be intentionally there, which is the whole point of you being on there anyways. So this goes really to show about our personal Facebook group or our business Facebook group that TCC has. I started when we were having notification after notification of people tagging and commenting on a post and doing whatever. Like, it sounds like a humble brag, but I'm like, oh, we just had so many people comment on that thing. And it was so annoying, but it starts to get super overwhelming and you feel like you have to like handhold all the people. And so when it gets to that and you're kind of resenting when people comment on something, that's the opposite of what you want to do. Yeah. So I started to turn the notifications off. I moved Facebook to a different page on my phone and I realized holy moly, I'm now deciding when to step into Facebook and I'm spending a little bit longer time there like in one chunk, but I'm replying to people. I'm linking up things for people. I'm commenting on things because I'm not mad about it anymore and I'm not overwhelmed about it. I can actually do well there. Well, and whether you schedule it in your day or not. So because I think that's the caveat. I know some people who are like, I check Facebook groups at 1230 every day, right? Like that for us, that's just not realistic because every day is so different. And so even though we don't have a dedicated time of the day, like we do for email, it's more intentional and it's more like going at it with a, okay, this is now I'm going to go respond to people. And you can like set your mind around it, whether it's eight o'clock at night or two in the afternoon. I think it's just really helped us be more mindful and more present and it just feel like we're helping more people. I get more gratification over really putting dedicated attention into it. And the fun part is because we're doing that, other people are reacting the same way. Like mm-hmm. I feel like we get more mindful responses yes. back, which has been really cool. Instead of just like, congrats, or that's awesome, or we're cheering you on, which I do say we're cheering you on. And I do genuinely mean that. Because I mean that. (laughs) But I do get to spend more time giving Mm -hmm. you a more mindful answer. I think one of the things that's also cool is setting intentional times for exercise. Now you do this a lot better than I do. Emily's kind of terrible at it. I suck at it. She, I need to get better. She needs to get better. I remember when she used to do, was it yoga or Pilates? Pilates. It was Pilates. Like, I don't even know. She would do it on her computer. It was not a long enough period of time that I can even tell you when it happened. No, it was 20 minutes. That's the only reason why I did it. (laughs) I know 20 minutes, but like, was that six months ago? Oh gosh, that was forever ago. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was for like 12 days. (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. But for me... It's so important for me because I used to walk very dedicatedly and I used to play sports in junior high and high school. I was never good enough to be on like a dedicated sports team, but I was just active. I was an active kid and I was an active adult, especially in the corporate world. And so when I stayed home, there was a problem. <laughs> there was a big problem. Because before, when I used to like walk to the water cooler or go to the bathroom 17 times a day, because I was just trying to get up and move around, or I'd go for walks at lunchtime, I just didn't have the same movement in my day at home. Because 
I can walk five steps and be in my bed, maybe 10. I don't know. I'd have to count. We should have them. I haven't counted. We we should. Yours is probably closer because it's just like around the corner, <laughs> opposite wall. <laughs> so for me, I schedule time in my week that's the same. So Tuesday, Thursday morning, I'm in the gym by 7:45. That means I start my workday a little bit later, but that means I'm at the gym mm-hmm. twice a week for sure, and. In the season we're in, I happen to be in PT instead of at the gym, and I'm in physical therapy, but it's scheduled. I'm there three times a week, and that's doing stretches and exercises and all that jazz. But if you want to exercise more, you have to make it a priority, and you have to put it on your calendar, or I just don't think it's going to happen. No. And guess what I do during those times, guys? Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get 
get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. She I just sleep in. She sleeps in. Or I clean my house because I'm a maniac. It's fine. <laughs> I hire people to clean my house. Instead. I haven't found someone yet. We just moved. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. So I think one of the biggest pieces that has definitely affected our productivity, and I will claim this to the end of the day, it's affected my productivity, I think, way more than any human being ever. If you all don't know... I'm really lazy and I can be lazy very easily. I can just go watch a whole show on Netflix. I can just eat in bed. I can sleep all day. I, I'm just a lazy person and it's fine. But having someone who knows what I'm doing every day and can see my schedule and can see stuff getting checked off or not getting checked off is my biggest motivator. So I love being my own boss and I loved owning my own business at the beginning. But one of the things I definitely miss was having someone to report to. And I definitely don't have to report to Abigail or we're on the same playing field here, but it's just a check and balance system. And it's so helpful for me to stay on track because I also kind of feel proud when I get to update her on what I accomplished that day or she sees visually in Trello, like what I was able to check off. And that, that feels good to me. I'm, I was always that kid that was like asking for praise and like wanting like the good report from my teacher. And I feel like that that's it. That satisfies me as an adult in that way. Oh, I've, I feel like I've watched a transformation with Emily. Yeah. Like she went from, it wasn't even a hot mess. It was just like, I think the big difference is because you didn't have the corporate job out of college. Like there was no transition from school to owning your own business. There was no in between. And so you weren't used to reporting up. And so, I mean, that's great. I think it's awesome that you came from a different background, but I think it took a little bit more structure for you to be as productive as I know you can be now. And I'm excited to see how you balance that with a child. Woof. It's already crazy. (laughs) It is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe you don't have a business partner and maybe you're not looking for one and that's fine. Oh, 100%. There are other ways for you to find accountability buddies and accountability partners. So newsflash, that's how Abigail and I met. We met in a Facebook group that started a tinier thread of people being, I think there was like six or seven of us, and we were social cheerleaders for each other and accountability buddies. So there was a private Facebook group. We would comment on each other's Instagram. We would share each other's blog posts just to cheerlead and help each other out. And we met through there and like lickety split formed a business together. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen for y'all, but it can be as simple as that. We've had some people in our own Facebook group break out into accountability subgroups if they're taking a program of ours together and they want to walk through it side by side. Well, and I think the cool thing is if you if we were to back up into the time before 
between when we met to when we were business partners, I think that's what we were doing was holding each other accountable because we were on the phone. We were texting each other. We're like, I have this awesome idea. Mm -hmm. What do you think about it? How do you think I should execute it? And eventually those conversations led to, well, I just don't want to compete with you. And so let's Let's just just do do this together. together. Yeah. But I think that friendship spawned the accountability aspect way before it was like, oh, let's go into business together. Now, granted, that was only a couple of months. But for some of you, you might find a friend online that you can really take hold of and work together on. Now, one of the cool things that we are a part of is we're a partner community with Flock and Co. And Flock is a really awesome desktop application. Well, it's not desktop. It's like on the computer internet application where you can have a social profile that talks about what you do in your business and the kinds of things you're looking for. And you can literally seek people out to be an accountability buddy. You can set up partnerships like writing blog posts together. You can set up like a virtual coffee date, an in-person coffee date, whatever. It's like the tender for creative small business owners. (laughs) I'm not sure if Sam likes it. I think she thinks it's hilarious. And I'm going to say that she does because she's a funny gal. It is like the tender for creative small business owners in the non-creepy way. So they do a really good job about vetting the people who can be on there. You have to be a female small business owner and you have to be in business, what, for a year? Or you have to have a website. It's one of those. I think it's you have to have a, a valid website. You have to have a valid like, website. You have to be working actively on yes. your business, whether it's full-time or not. Right. That, that's, I will put that as a caveat. You do not, if you're still at your full-time job and you're running a business, totally cool. Yep. And it's free. Yeah, it's totally free. Yeah. So if you go to the strategyhour.com slash community, inside of our Facebook group, we have a pen post that talks a little bit about the rules of the group, but also exactly how you can get into Flock. And we'd love for you to join. Absolutely. So once you found your accountability buddy, there are also ways you can hold yourself accountable. And I think one of the biggest things to know, especially when you are your own boss, is to know when you're most productive or how you are able to accomplish tasks. So A, you can do them better and B, you can batch them together. So what I mean by that is I can only write in a coffee shop period, hands down. I cannot write at home. I get so distracted. It is bananas. But when I'm in a coffee shop, I don't know. I can't look at dog videos on YouTube. I can't talk to myself. I Which can't. you can, by the way. I know, but, but I don't. don't. <laughs> I can't walk or like pace around the room. Like that would be super awkward. She's a weird pacer, guys. I am a weird pacer. So I'm forced to like just stay in my cubby and stay in my zone and I'm downing like shot after shot of espresso and just like hammering away and I can walk out of there like three hours later and have written a ton of content. Abigail cannot. No. If the room is not completely silent, I can't even function with music going when I'm writing, that is. When I'm doing other things, music maybe, but I'm probably the most quiet work environment productive person you'll ever meet. Like, 
I literally want to just hear the paws of my dog walking down the hallway. Like that's all I need. (laughs) So if you just know this about yourself and if maybe you're having struggle writing a blog post at home and it's quiet, try it at Panera. Go to your local coffee shop. If you try that because that's what everyone else does and that doesn't work for you, try it at home. Maybe you get a white noise machine. Maybe you get a certain clock that ticks, like something that's just there in the background. I don't know. Try different things and test them for like a couple days and see. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to look this up and put it in the show notes. But there's a website that's like literally music meant for productivity. But it's, I can't tell you exactly what it is, but it's like scientifically proven to make you more productive. It's not like singing or whatever. It's probably like a version of elevator music. I honestly haven't used it, but I've heard it suggested before. I will track this down. It will be in the show notes. I will link this one then if you're going to link that one. The Hogwarts white noise sound effects. It is amazing. So it's the Slytherin room. I don't know why it's automatically Slytherin, but it is. And you can adjust the dials of people writing with their quills, the fire cracking, someone kind of chattering in the background, a door opening, like all of these different things. You can adjust how loud and how frequently they play. It is amazing. It I will admit I even though I'm not a huge white noise person, it is amazing. It's awesome. Like I the first time I just I listen listened to, to it, it for fun. Like that's my version of Christmas music. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. It's awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, if all of those sounds not you, or even if they do, I'm just gonna like move on to another tactic or idea. Yeah. Is really batching. So when I was a wee bee, small wee newbie entrepreneur, little little muffin, a little I, banana nut croissant muffin. <laughs> I prefer mine with cheese and ham. Thank you. A little or ham chocolate. and cheese croissant with chocolate chips on top. Not a, not at the same time. Mm-hmm. Not at the same time. Anyway, crazy. I used to think batching was weird. I thought it was dumb. I well. I, that's what I was. I think say. everything's dumb, though. It's that's fine. true. You do <laughs> anything I'm not sold on. I'm like that's dumb. <laughs> well, I was like, you know, if I needed to write a blog post, I should be doing that. You know, every day when I should write blog posts. No. Oh my gosh, bashing is so amazing. Now, granted, I can't. There's certain things I just can't do in high volume. For instance, blog posts. I could probably do three, and then I am like spent, and I can't write. anything else after that. Um, But it's way quicker than it used to be where I was writing one. And then I'd go on a huge mind break. And then the next day I would write one, Uh like I can write three. And then all of a sudden I'm good for three weeks, which is amazing. Which is awesome. Yeah, totally. So that's what you can. Yeah. And so for some things like, for instance, social media, you may be able to get a whole week done in two hours. Mm -hmm. But you can do that all together and not feel like totally spent like you would doing other things. So just know what you can do together and what you just can't. And this is a lot about learning what your body is okay with and what you can do. And that's okay to figure out over time. Obviously, I shouldn't, I honestly shouldn't have bashed in the beginning because I just wasn't ready for it. Right, right. You didn't know how valuable it could be. I also think it's important to note that 
knowing literally what times you are most productive. And we have realized that the morning times is when we're most productive for certain tasks. And so we can squeeze all of our video recording or podcast recording to the afternoon because that takes a different kind of energy. And that for us is more of like a casual hangout conversation aspect. Whereas in the morning, if we have to like write content or respond to people or approve things like all of that has to happen in the morning when our brains are fresh and like ready to be very detail oriented. Yeah, I think the details come early and the more organic go with the flow kind of deals are in the afternoon. Heck yeah. But knowing what that is for you, it just takes trial and error. You just need to try different things, try organizing your day in different ways and see what works for you. What works for us may not work for you at all, but Mm -hmm. I like getting a ton done in the morning. So my afternoon can be kind of meh. That was okay. (laughs) That was all right. I'll give that one a C. (laughs) Yeah. So we will suggest a book for you also, and we'll drop this link in the show notes as well. We read The Miracle Morning, and it's awesome. There's a lot of stuff in there that I (laughs) said, that's dumb. And that's what I do. I roll my eyes and it's dumb. But then I started realizing that we were implementing this stuff without realizing we were implementing this stuff. And two of the big, huge pieces that we implemented oh my gosh, have made huge impacts, not only in our productivity, but our daily productivity, but our productivity for the week and that month, but also the stuff that we were able to get done in our business, like accomplish milestones. We're getting checked off faster. And I feel like it's a little bit of the vibe because of what we were doing every morning. So every single morning we sit down and we write an affirmation and we write a gratitude. So the difference is an affirmation is focusing on the future. It's what you want that day or that week, just really that time that you're in right then, if you want how you want that to be. You can set a number like I want to make 5k off of this thing I'm launching today, or I want to meet a certain someone by the end of the month or whatever. It's a goal, you're affirming it, you're saying it to the universe and you're setting it in action. And it should gra- be a little lofty, I would think. A little too. lofty, yeah. And the gratitude is reflection. So typically, we'll still do this in the morning, but it's typically about the previous day's kind of thoughts. So you're kind of reflecting on that stuff a little bit too. So you can call out a specific person, a specific thing in your business, in your life. It doesn't matter. There are no hard and fast rules for this. Just get it out. And the more you do it, the more like you'll get ideas on what they should be. Yeah. One of the pieces that I also added to the gratitude thing was just also notifying other people. So gratitude, the gratitude statement is something we do inside Trello and it's something that only the two of us ever see. But I have also taken it a step further to try to show other people that I care a little bit more. And so I started sending at least two personal handwritten letters every Monday. So every Monday before I do anything else, I write a letter to someone. It could be you. Yeah, it could be you. (laughs) And I send it and I feel so much better. Like I don't expect anything in return. I'm not necessarily thanking them for anything in particular. Sometimes I'm wishing people happy birthday. Sometimes I'm just saying thanks for helping us with this launch. But I just feel better about 
I mean, it's more of a personal thing. Like it's just making me feel good. And they're not always business. Like I'll mail my best friend a note. I haven't done that stuff in years because I suck. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, for Emily, that's not something she, she doesn't really enjoy, right? Actually, I don't really enjoy it, but I do it because I know it makes me feel good. And I know the reactions I've been getting from people because they're surprised by it because people don't get happy mail anymore. And it makes me kind of sad. But (laughs) so if you want a surprise in your inbox, I will put a link in the show notes to how you can send me your address. I can't guarantee you will get anything ever. (laughs) But I can guarantee I will send two people a week something nice from me. See, y'all ain't going to get anything from me. I don't like writing things. I hate the post office. I hate buying stamps. They're ridiculously expensive. I always have a mismatch of cards and I never like any of them. So it's just, I'm thanking you in my head. Thank you. Thank you. Sometimes I will just say they're both from, it'll it'll be from us. Yeah, I definitely had a piece of that. If it says it's from us, I definitely helped with it. Well, now I think it would be a great option for us to reflect for a second and hashtag talk strategy to me. What are three to five things people can take away right now to start lazy proof in their day? Well, I would like everyone to go read The Miracle Morning. I think a lot of people are going to roll their eyes at it, but I think it does a lot to have your own inner reflection so you can know how you might be and where you fall onto the category. So then you can know which of the many tactics that we went over today would make sense for you to try first. Yeah. And then my number two is turn off notifications. All of the places, all of the ways, turn them off. Yep. My number three is find yourself an accountability buddy. It can be super small, super easy, but be very diligent about checking in on that person and have them check in on you too. That's the only way it will work. So whether you're pen pals via email, you sit on a Google Hangout with each other, you call each other every day, or you're in a Facebook group, it doesn't matter. Make it happen and be very, very stringent about it. Is that the right word? Stringent? Yeah. Stringent. Strate- well, not strategic. strategic. No, no. Stringent is like you're, you're kind of like dedicated almost like you're very strict. Be very strict about it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and she you will wants you to yes. take it seriously yes, is what she's trying, what to trying to say. And, and trust me, like it might feel weird at the beginning and it might feel like more work at the beginning, but you're going to get into a rhythm and a flow and you will be so appreciative of that person and the things that they change in yourself once you do it. Oh my gosh, guys, that was amazing. We talked about so many things. So if you want the show notes, go to thestrategyhour.com. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. 
You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.